Hey, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the JMart Cast for Monday, April 11th. What's going on? How are ya? Friends and family, thank you for joining me on another episode of the JMart Cast. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get any further, could you please take a second and give the podcast a rating? And also, do you know anyone who might be interested in listening to an episode of the JMart Cast? Please take a moment and hit that share button and send it off to your friend that might be interested in listening. Anyway, so how was your week? Let me see. How was mine? What did I do last week? Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. <laughs> I went to Miami for the Bitcoin conference. Yeah, it was awesome. I had a great time. So my flight was on Wednesday, Wednesday at 6 from Pearson. And I arrived at Miami International at 10 in the evening. And I was supposed to take a bus, basically, to the hostel that I was staying at. At first, I had to find the bus stop, which you had to take, actually, a train to get to. But it was like a internal airport train that I was able to find, which took me to the bus station and then... The bus was supposed to come every 20 minutes, but something was off because it didn't come for a whole hour. I think it was the last one of the day that eventually arrived. And I took, I think it was 11.30 or 11.40, that last bus uh, to the hostel, which luckily wasn't too far away. It only took another 25 minutes to get there. So I got to my hostel bed because I had I rented a bed in like a what I thought was going to be a six bed dorm room, but ended up being an eight bed dorm room. I uh, rented, I was renting that bed, and I got to it at like I think one a.m. one in the morning. I was pretty exhausted, so just fell asleep. But it was kind of hard to fall asleep because the room that I was in, like I said, it had four bunk beds, but unfortunately, all the bottom beds, all the bottom mattresses had been <laughs> taken by other people so I had to pick a top one <laughs> and so I climb up to the top of one of these and of course it's just creaking like every little movement that I make so I'm just like oh man I was so tired though I was too lazy to go find it try out another one to see if they're less creaky so I just stuck with that one <laughs> just eventually was able to stay still enough to fall asleep next day I uh, decided because the conference wasn't starting till 10, I would take the morning to go to Muscle Beach because I was only like a kilometer and a half away from Muscle Beach. Uh, it was unfortunately in the opposite direction away from the uh, where the conference was going to be, which was at the convention center, but I was like, whatever. It was like basically another kilometer to the convention center in one direction or a kilometer and a half to the Muscle Beach in the opposite direction. Also, all in all, it wouldn't be that much to go to Muscle Beach and then come back and pass my hotel and back to the convention center. So that's what I, what I did. I had a nice little workout, push and pull, nice and easy three sets of 10 pull-ups and dips, and then went and started day one at, of the conference. Let's see, what were the main talks that really um, I remember from, from day one? The first one was a panel with uh, Francis Ngannou, who's, 
I think he's from Cameroon, and he's the heavyweight UFC champion of the world. And he was talking about how Bitcoins have been helping commerce in Africa. And it's interesting, I didn't know this, but apparently there's 12 countries in Africa that, uh, 12 or 14, I can't remember, they're like all tied to France and a French central bank. So all these countries, 12 or 14, I don't know, they don't have their own currency. Their currency is based on the French currency, which is controlled by the French central bank. And furthermore, the currencies that each of these regions have are different from one another, making it difficult for these regions to do commerce with one another without uh, having to like include the French central bank as an intermediary, basically. So it makes it really difficult, basically, for any sort of uh, commerce to happen across borders between these places. And Francis Ngannou was explaining how, you know, Bitcoin was really helping them skip over all these third parties and let people do peer-to-peer transactions in that part of the world, especially Cameroon, where he's from, and Nigeria was another great epicenter for this. So that was interesting. Then another part of that same talk was uh, talking about podcasting and this idea of how you there's new uh, podcasting apps. They're called Podcasting 2.0 apps that let people uh, listen to podcasts in a way where they can also stream uh, Bitcoins or Satoshis, right? Satoshis are the small subunits of Bitcoin. Stream Satoshis per like minutes played for a podcast. So... That's really interesting. I think it's kind of a revolutionary thing for people to be able to, you know, put out content and then have the listeners pay in small amounts that they can stream per minute or second or whatever frequency they choose of how much they consume the content. So I'm going to look a little further into that and see what I can find out about how to upload my content on these podcasting 2.0 applications. What else was there? Then there was an announcement by the the CEO of this company called Strike. This guy's name is Jack Maulers. And it's a little hard to explain his announcement. But basically what he was trying to say is that his company is using this network called the Lightning Network, which is um, basically a second layer solution over Bitcoin. It's hard to explain what that really means. (laughs) But essentially what he was able to show was that he can use the Lightning Network to help people make transactions or payments for regular items that they'd be able to, that they'd want to purchase at a bunch of the main stores like that you would find in America. He had listed off a whole bunch of them. I don't remember what they were, but let's look it up real quick. Okay, here I had it. Like there's basically a whole bunch of the big, big big box stores like it's got McDonald's, Walmart, Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Montana's Grill, Starbucks, blah, 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 like all this, Staples, Lowe's, Home Depot. It's even got like uh, Tim Hortons there, <laughs> Chipotle. So all these stores are apparently going to be able to accept lightning payments. Um, they're going to have to, ch- I think, change the terminal uh, to be able to like scan and receive QR codes. But anyway, he did a demonstration and it seemed to work. So 
we'll see what, what it leads to. <laughs> so that was day one. And then during day one, I also walked around a little bit and kind of they have like a hall with a bunch of booths and checked that out a little bit. They had a mechanical bull that you could ride on and the person who rode the longest would win one Bitcoin. Uh, I didn't try because <laughs> there's no way I was going to be able to last very long. And the person who already had the longest time was above a minute. And I was like, there's no way I'm lasting <laughs> more than a minute. So didn't bother, but did walk around and saw a bunch of like people known the Bitcoin universe, some of the authors and some, 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 some of the other people who were content producers and also just met some regular people too. I met these two nice Assyrian dudes from Iraq they were great. They were super nice and friendly. One of them was from actually uh, here near Toronto, Woodbridge, I think he said. We waited in line with them to take a picture with this uh, Lebanese Bitcoin author named uh, Seyfedin Amus. He's the author of two books. One's called The Bitcoin Standard and the other one's called The Fiat Standard. And so since her, the author's uh, Lebanese and Arabic, uh, these guys are Assyrian and they're also Arabic as well. So they wanted to kind of... Uh, say hello to to the Seyfedin Amus, that author in, in their common language. And so it was it was nice to kind of see them greet him that way, that author that way, and have that moment together. I took a picture of them and everything. Also met a nice Canadian dude from Oshawa. He was super nice. He him and I went to a bunch of the talks and sat through them together. At the end of the night I met up with him and his wife for a couple of drinks. They like uh, we're in Miami together, but only he was going to the conference. His wife just came for fun to kind of hang out in Miami, but she's not really interested in Bitcoin. Uh, but she was glad to see that besides her husband, there's other people <laughs> who are normalish who uh, are interested in Bitcoin as well. <laughs> but so yeah, we went out for a couple of drinks, went to a couple of different places. Uh, the first place we stopped at was kind of more of like a dive bar-ish kind of place. And we sat at the bar and ordered a couple beers. And it's funny, the, what happened was the bartender brought me the beer. And at first I wanted to pay with card, but it was a cash bar only. So then the guy said cash only and then left. And I got the cash ready, but he never came back to collect it. So I just sat there with my cash in my hand. And then we were kind of ready to go. And so I there was a new bartender and I told her, can I pay for this, pointing at the uh, bottle. But I guess she didn't hear me. And look, by me pointing at the bottle, understood that I wanted another one. <laughs> so she came back and opened another one for me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I wanted to pay for this one because I never paid. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so the beer was kind of wasted, but she didn't charge me for it. And then she took the money and came back. And she just gave me the exact same amount of money back, thinking that I'd paid. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave a big tip and, and just take the rest of the money and go. <laughs> Not even going to try to fix this anymore. <laughs> and then we went to a second place that was kind of a nice uh, rooftop bar. And they were playing some good, lively music, but it was a little bit loud. And then this, the dude from Marshall wasn't having that much of a fun because I guess the loud, the music was a bit loud and it wasn't to his taste. So we had another drink there and they were kind of wanted to do their own thing, husband and wife. So I was like, that's absolutely cool. You guys go have fun. 
I'm kind of tired. I wanted to call it a night anyway, so I just went home, and that was the end of day one, or day two, I guess. Day one of the conference and day two of me being in Miami. And then the next day, day two of the conference, I had the same start to the day, got up early, went to the went to Muscle Beach, got another workout in, this time legs mostly, and went back to the convention center. Let's see, on Friday, some of the main things I did was I went to uh, the Foundation Devices booth. So Foundation Devices is the company that actually gave me my free ticket to go to the Bitcoin conference. So I just wanted to go to their booth and just say thank you for you know the, the ticket and that I was having a good time. And, and I also wanted to just learn a little bit about the company and kind of what products they have. And it turns out they're actually a pretty sick company and they have a very good a hardware wallet solution that is Bitcoin only. And that's definitely something down the road as I update my, uh, uh, I don't know, storage system, I guess, for Bitcoin. I'm going to consider getting a hardware wallet from that company because it was like high quality, well-made, um, uh, good uh, security elements. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can say about it. So Get yourself a foundation device hardware wallet. I think they're called Passport. Yeah, just looked it up. It's called Passport. They're 200 bucks if you pre-order it. I think after the pre-order, it's going to be 220 Let's see what else. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, there was, um, I was walking to a stage that was a little bit farther away from the main one. Uh, it was for a talk about uh, storage of Bitcoin and hardware devices. It was a really good talk, actually helped me think about how to progress and develop my thinking and understanding of how to store Bitcoin and, you know, how to go about it as time progresses and as things change, right? As you, as, as if when you first start off, maybe you just put only a tiny little bit of money in, into Bitcoin and you don't have to have as much of a, a thought put into how to store things safely. But as time goes on and you accumulate more and more, or if the price appreciates significantly, then, you know, you might get a little bit nervous about holding a large sum in something that's not uh, well secured. So, you know, it's it might be time to update the thinking and the hardware solutions and everything. But so that was a really good talk and one of the main takeaways from this whole weekend in, you know, thinking about in my thinking of Bitcoin is to just upgrade my my. Uh, storage systems uh, as necessary as time progresses. But um, the cool thing leading up to that, as I was walking to that stage to uh, see the talk on the way there, I uh, ran into Zuby. So Zuby's this uh, artist, musician, and I'd actually ran into him earlier the day before. And he seemed like he was in a real hurry, but he was super nice and like agreed to take a picture with me real quick. And then the next day I ran into him again as we were both walking in the same, same direction. As I was walking to that stage, he wasn't walking to the stage, but in something for something else in the same direction. And so I noticed him, he noticed me, and he recognized me again. So I just said hello, and we walked together for a little while, and we were talking. And he didn't seem like uh, too creeped out to just talk to me for the short while that we were walking together. So he was just a super nice guy. And... You know, it's, it's nice to meet people like that who you've like, maybe you've listened their, to their music or whatever. You've, you feel like you know them a little bit and then they don't end up being a jerk. They don't, they actually end up being a nice dude. So great to have that experience. Let's see. And then the other major talk that uh, 
I saw on Friday was uh, a talk with uh, Jordan Peterson. It wasn't really a talk. He was like interviewed by uh, somebody and it was actually a good interview. I would say the person started off by asking Jordan Peterson about entrepreneurship and it was, it was really interesting, a good way to start the talk. He talked about the ethical nature of entrepreneurship because of all the difficulties involved with running a business. You know, it, you can't, it's not easy to run a profitable business, right? You have to get a lot of things right. You have to uh, obviously not only come up with a solution to a problem that people need, but also be able to market it real well, but also then run an efficient business so you're not wasting resources. All these things together, he's made a very compelling argument for like the ethical nature of being uh, a capitalist that runs a profitable business. That was good. Then he was asked about his journey into Bitcoin and he had talked about how one of the things that drew him towards Bitcoin was the mythical nature of its origin story. Um, I don't know if you guys know about it, but uh, the person who is said to have created Bitcoin is named Satoshi Nakamoto, but that is a pseudonymous uh, identity that uh, isn't real. Like we don't actually know who the true person behind that pseudonym is. It, it could be one person or multiple people. It could be a man or a woman or a group of people. So we don't know. And then we also know that the person has disappeared and has not been in contact with anybody for many years now. And all the Bitcoin that he has mined has remained in a, uh, I guess, wallet that everyone can see and has not been touched or moved in any in any way. So that's, that's an interesting thing too. Yeah. Anyways, so I guess as a person who is interested by myth and religion and like, I guess large grand, grandiose things like that. He he was drawn to that aspect of Bitcoin. Then he um, was also drawn to the aspect of it that is about the separation of money from state, right? As someone who uh, has, I guess, studied the tyrannical nature of the state and what it can do when given too much power, he is drawn to the idea that we can weaken the state or or at least maybe not weaken it, but control it better by removing some of these powers, such as control of money. And But he overall had a very uh, cautious, I, I guess, perspective because he wanted to say that, like, we don't know what all the second and third order effects of adopting a Bitcoin standard might be, right? We can't just simply assume that everything is going to be positive, like there's I think it, he made the argument that it's juvenile to think that because there's just don't, no such thing, right? There's always trade-offs in everything. So we just have to be aware of that and not, you know, go forth blindly without caution, which is a fair point, I think. So then after that talk, I uh, went back to my hostel and took a little rest and went to sleep. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is when I went to the Foundation Devices booth, there was another guy there who I met. Uh, from Virginia, ended up top, talking to him for a little bit. We exchanged numbers, and we turned out that we were both going to go to the same event after the uh, uh, the day two, I guess, talks were over. 
So we decided that we'd meet up and go together, but I ended up oversleeping past the time we decided we we're going to meet up. So <laughs> ended up going by myself. But luckily, when I got there, I met the two dudes, I, uh, the two Assyrian guys I had met the day previous and just hung out with them. And then the Virginia dude ended up coming by later and hung out with him as well. But uh, th so this uh, event was actually a live recording of the What Is Money show, the hosted by Robert Breedlove. And his special guest for that was Jordan Peterson again. So I got to see two Jordan Peterson talks in one day, I guess. So uh, lucky me or whatever. <laughs> it was interesting. The second talk was a little bit more wide ranging. They talked a little bit about Austrian economics and they also talked about uh, morality and how it can, it develops in children through playing games um, and how I think they kind of made a connection to Bitcoin and like some of the uh, game theoretic dynamics of Bitcoin and how uh, there's some inherent, I guess, morality built into it due to the uh, aligned incentives of all the participants of the network. So that was interesting. After the talk, I was hoping I'd get a chance to like meet Dr. Peterson and just say hello and tell him a little story, but unfortunately he didn't stay. He left right away, so didn't can't get a chance to do that. Did hang out and have a couple more drinks with the uh, dudes from uh, Iraq, and then afterwards we were actually all hungry, so we decided to go to a Moxie's together and grab some steaks. These guys were pretty funny. They're like ready to devour as much food as possible. They wanted to order a large, like sixteen ounce ribeye each. Uh, luckily, they were out of ribeyes at the restaurant, so we just got uh, strip loins, which were half the size, and uh, I barely finished that, so definitely did not need <laughs> twice that amount, <laughs> and they were super gracious and like totally treated me and didn't let me pay for anything. The nicest guys ever. Actually, one of the other another nice thing they did was the Uber driver who took us from the venue to the restaurant. They were trying to orange pill him and convince him that Bitcoin's the future. And they gave him a $100 tip to go buy Bitcoin. <laughs> These guys were, were awesome. So glad I got to meet them and hang out with them. Definitely going to keep in touch. Anyways, so that was the end of day two of the conference. Day three of me being in Miami by myself, away from my wife and children, <laughs> whom I'm always calling and checking on, by the way. And it turned out that I left at a good time because my son got, uh, I don't know, stomach flu or something because he was, he was puking and having diarrhea at the same time. <laughs> my wife told me all about it. <laughs> Luckily, uh, he's all better now and now no worse for, wear, for the wear. So, so that's good. And then the third day of the conference was the Sound Money Music Festival, which was, ended up being pretty good. So before the festival, I did my usual, went to Muscle Beach again, and then I was planning on just working out a little bit and then going to the beach for a little bit and then leaving. But I ended up coming across some Bitcoiners and they were super nice dudes, we ended up talking and hanging out. And I stayed at the beach till like 3 p.m. all day long, basically with like no sunscreen on whatsoever. And I like totally burnt myself to a crisp from just like that one day. 
so so mad at myself but <laughs> oh well but they're super nice guys from uh, Texas actually and uh made nice connection with them hopefully one day soon I'll be going to Texas and meet meet the, meet up with those guys and meet other bitcoiners from the region but anyways hung out with those dudes till around 3 in the afternoon then went back to my place for a little uh, power nap and then to the uh, convention center for the music festival. So when I got there, it was the main stage had Toki Monster playing. She was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed the music she was playing, but it only lasted like 10 minutes. She finished off her set, so nobody else was coming on for a while. So I decided to leave and go to the secondary stage. So they actually had two stages, which, which is pretty cool. And at the second stage, it was Steve Aoki going. <laughs> And then just as I got there, Steve Aoki was about to start throwing cakes at people. So I got there at the perfect time and he had 10 cakes that he like threw at people. <laughs> so that was amazing. Then after the Steve Aoki cakes were done, I uh, went back to the main stage and it was San Holo playing. And San Holo, I don't know that well, but they have this one song that I really dig. It's called B Song. Uh, look it up. It's it's actually a really dope so song. B song by San Holo, and he was actually really good. I enjoyed the set he played for the most part. He was he had a really good setup where he was playing his guitar, but he also had like a booth set up with a whole bunch of like these this DJ equipment. I can't really describe it very well, but it was cool. He was going back and forth between using that and playing the guitar and uh, you know looping things. So it was really nice. It was just. I wanted more happy music, and he was just like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to play something sad. He kept saying that. <laughs> He's like, you guys are good, right? You're having fun. Sorry. <laughs> then after he was done, it was um, Killer Mike and Big Boy. And those two are basically part of Outcast without Andre 3000. They're pretty good. I actually liked uh, uh, a bunch of their songs that they played. It was a bunch of like outcast songs. They played like I'm Sorry Miss Jackson. Um, anyways, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. A little bit like super angry at times. Uh, I would like leave <laughs> when it got a little bit too angry. Because I guess they're rappers, you know. So it was a lot of rapping and angry rapping. But they would bring it back with like Miss Jackson. So, <laughs> And then after they were done, it was finally Dead Mouse. And I was really looking forward to that. That was like the thing that I was most looking forward to was so jacked to see dead mouse at the bitcoin conference i thought it was going to be amazing probably built it up too much in my mind so i don't know like it was actually mostly a good show like the he came on at eight and finished at like quarter after 10 so you know just over two hour long set which is good i feel like that that was good but unfortunately like the last third of the set maybe like 45 minutes was just like didn't feel good dead mouse didn't play like any good songs didn't have like a good bass didn't have a good beat like didn't really wasn't able to get the crowd going where like everyone was dancing i don't know the first half was good i really enjoyed it he like made the crowd kind of get going at first and played a lot of like the songs he's known for like ghosts and stuff and everything and but i don't know it just 
lost steam partway through and he was never able to gain it back. So I was a little disappointed, but whatever. The rest of it was good. And overall, I had a great time. Uh, it was like, I guess, about 10, 30-ish by the time I was able to leave and got back to my room uh, early enough to get a decent amount of rest. And then the next day I got up with enough time to be able to get all my things organized, ready, took a good shower, got all cleaned up and went to the airport with plenty of time. What I thought was plenty of time actually, but ended up being just enough time so that I had like 30 minutes before boarding that I could go and get a little bit of food. <laughs> so luckily I had that buffer time to, you know, make sure I didn't miss my flight. So that's the story of my trip to Miami for Bitcoin Conference 2022. Overall, had a great time, met a lot of cool people, uh, regular people, some somewhat famous people. Highlight was meeting Zuby, who was a super nice guy, even though he did he was seemed like he was busy. He still made time to kind of uh, take a picture with me and and talk to me. I also got lucky with the weather the whole time. It was basically sunny. Didn't have to deal with any rain or anything. That was nice. And yeah, glad to be home now, back to my family. While it was nice to be away from them uh, for a few days, it's even nicer not to be back. So grateful for that. Grateful for the opportunity to have gone to begin with. But now it's time to be back to my normal life with my family so with that, thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed my story of what I did in Miami. If you have any questions about the city on, you know, what to do, how to get around, feel free to reach out and message me through social media. I'm at jmartfit on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email me newsletter at jmartfit.com. Don't forget, could you please rate the podcast and share an episode with a friend who might be interested in listening? I'd appreciate it if you do that. And with that, stay active, be grateful, JMart out. <laughs>